Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us on this Tuesday morning, April 27th. I give a special welcome to every one of you who are with us day after day as we get into the Word of God and trust that it will transform our attitudes, transform our heart. Jesus said it's the, the heart is the key from the heart. It's not what goes in the mouth that defiles us. It's what comes out of the heart. And evil thoughts, murders, hatred, thefts, things like this, they come from the heart. And we are people who want to have our hearts, our innermost being, filled up with the Word of God. And so I'm so grateful for every one of you who joined me day after day and telling your friends and inviting them to be part of this because there's a great need in our world today. There's a great need in the church. There's a great need in our country to have people who are filled up with the Word of God, who are really driven by the Word of God. In this information age, as we're inundated with so much data, so much information, so many messages, that the Word of God can just be overwhelmed within us if we don't make the effort to fill up our hearts with the Word of God. We're looking at the commands of Christ, and... um, And we're in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 26. Are you ready? Important message today. Here we go. Therefore, do not fear them, for there's nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim on the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hair on your head are numbered, so do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will confess him before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Three times here, Jesus tells us not to fear. And the truth is, there's a lot to be afraid of. Earlier, you know, we saw yesterday, Jesus said, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Now that's scary. If you're a sheep, and you're in a pack of wolves, I can't think of many things that could be more scary than that. Wolves like to eat the sheep, and sheep are defenseless and powerless against wolves. So yesterday we talked about the importance of being shrewd, wise, and careful. Beware of your situations. But Jesus said, be shrewd. He never said be fearful. Or do not let your fear control you is the key here. What is needed in our world today, what's the opposite of not letting fear control you. What's the opposite? Courage. And courage is in such short supply in our day and age, and courage is necessary. Reminded in my, one of my favorite movies on leadership, Braveheart, where William Wallace, uh, Mel Gibson says, men do not follow titles. They follow courage. And let me tell you, particularly today, if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, and all of us are to lead at some element, in our families, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our churches, at work, people follow courage. 
And it's what's needed in our world today as, as there really is a battle of ideas and a, under, of what's going on in our culture. People follow courage. And we live in a time where the people of good faith, people of goodwill, are so often being vilified, being, being put down, being browbeaten, being, uh, become, you know, being, they're the villains. And we're in a time when good is called evil. And evil is called good, and we've exchanged light for darkness and darkness for light. And what's in, what's, what can stem the tide? Courage. We need people of courage to stand up, speak up, and, and do so unashamedly. You know, as I think of courage, I, I have a question for you. And I've got to give uh, credit to my good friend, Burke Wilson, who shared this with me a couple weeks ago. But I, I'm curious if anyone here has named one of your kids, or knows anybody for that matter, by some of these names. Let me read some of these names. Uh, Shamua, Shafat, Igol, Pulti, Gadiel, Amiel, Shether, Nabi, Gul. How have you named one of your kids one of those names? Do you know anybody with one of those names? I don't, and I would never want to name one of my kids one of those names. However, I often run into, and I'll bet you do too, people by the names of Caleb and Joshua. What's the difference? This first list of names I read from Numbers chapter 13 were the were spies. All 12 of these were spies. They had gone into the Land, into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And when they were in there, they saw that it is indeed a land flowing with milk and honey. There was, there was tremendous fruit in this land. It was a fertile land. It was a wonderful place. But they also saw there were giants in there. And they came back with a report to Moses. And 10 of the 12, the ones whose names I don't know if I pronounced right, and I'm not going to repronounce them now, 10 of the 12 came back, and what they said was, yeah, okay, there's a lot of milk and honey in there. It's a great fertile land, but there's giants in the land. We cannot stand against the giants. Specifically, they, they verse Numbers 13, verse 32 so they gave out to the sons of Israel. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. They gave a bad report. Caleb and Joshua, on the other hand, this is what they said. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. Folks, the obstacles were real. There were giants in the land. In our lives, obstacles are real. We do face giants. And fears are real. And Jesus, Jesus warned us, you're going out sheep amongst wolves. But he's also saying, do not fear. And Caleb said, we should go up. We'll, we'll prevail. We'll overcome. You know, the ten spies, as you know, their fears caused the hearts of the people to melt. Their fear caused the heart of the people to melt. This is the great tragedy of leadership, is if leaders who are supposed to lead with courage, 
and leaders who are supposed to lead us forward, if, they're, if they become so obsessed with the obstacles, the problems, the difficulties, the giants in the land, they will melt the heart of the people, and the people will become timid and fearful. I found in my own life that, uh, you know, when I face obstacles, I have found in life the greatest problems in my circumstances come when I let the obstacles put the fear in my heart and I act on my fears. I've, I've not found problems when I've overcome my fears, when I faced my fears, faced them down and gone right ahead. The things I feared did not come upon me. But you look here at the children of Israel, and indeed they said, boy, if we go into the land, we'll die. Well, their fears kept them from going into the land. And what happened? They all died off. They all died off before they got to the promised land. They never made it to the promised land. Their fear of, what, of the worst that could happen if they went into the promised land actually happened because they didn't go in the promised land. So, what, one thing we learn. Yes, it's a dangerous world. Yes, things can be tough. But do not let your fears control you. Be people of courage. How can we be people of courage? We see God. Later on, we find out, you know, that, that Caleb and Joshua, they, they had their eyes on God. They said, yes, there's giants in the land, but look at our God. David, he had his eyes, he saw the giant, just like all of Israel. This is another story later. But he has eyes on God. God will give us the victory. God will give me the victory. My friends, we've got to learn how to have our eyes on God. Jesus said, don't fear those who kill the body. Fear God. That's who you should fear. Our God is bigger than our opponents. Our God is bigger than the ones we would fear. Our God is bigger than anyone who could hurt us. Can they hurt us in an earthly sense? Perhaps, yes. Jesus told us, brother, deliver you up to death. Yes, he warned this could happen. But he also said, we, we have our eyes on God. In John 19, Jesus was facing Pilate. And Pilate was saying, give, basically, give me a reason to let, let you go. Give me a reason to, uh, uh, you know, set you free from all these accusations against you. And Jesus wasn't answering him a word. And Pilate said, don't you realize I have the authority? I have the authority to, what did he say here? Don't you realize... Uh, I have the authority to release you, and I have the authority to crucify you? Wow, that's a scary position. Jesus is standing before Pilate, and Pilate does have the authority to crucify him or release him. And he says, don't you realize, you're not giving me an answer? Don't you realize how much power I have? Jesus' response, John 19, verse 11, you would have no authority over me unless it had been granted to you from above. His eyes were on God. Yes, he was standing before a powerful ruler at that moment, but his eyes were on God, and he knew that God was greater. God had his back. God was the ultimate authority, and so he did not yield and give in to that, uh, into the threats or the, the pressure or the power of standing before Pilate. Brothers and sisters, in our lives, yes, we face fearful situations at times, in my life, I've faced it many times. Every time, I mean, you, people ask me, Tom, are you nervous when you go out and preach on a campus? I say, what do you think? Of course I am. 
Of course, there's you, you have in your mind, what could happen? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if nobody stops? What if someone asks me a question I can't answer? What if, what, if, um, you know, what if someone gets violent with me? Of course, all those thoughts come into my mind. But you can't let them control you. You've got to overcome them. You face your fears. You, you obey God. You overcome them. And I have found that when I've served God, the fears I've had, and I've had many, Many as I as a leader, the fears that I've had when I when I step forward and obey God, none of them, zero, have been realized that I can think of. I was thinking of this recently. None of them, not a single fear, when I've stepped forward in obedience to God, has been realized. God is greater. God is greater. Now that doesn't mean you won't suffer one day. You might, and I might. But trust me, our worst circumstances come when we cowardly back down from serving God, not when we courageously step forward. And so this isn't need today. In our world today, what is needed in the church? What is needed in our country? Men and women of courage. That's who people follow. They don't follow titles. They follow courage. They follow leaders who step forward courageously. I pray that you and I will be like this. David was like this. Don't tell, you, don't tell me you're not this. Don't tell me that you're not qualified. Was David? He was just the youngest sheep, the youngest shepherd. He's just the youngest of the people. Caleb, Joshua, they're just two of the 12. In a, in a time of, of danger, a couple emerged as the real leaders, and 10 did not. Let's be those who are courageous in following our God. Our eyes are on him. Father in heaven, today... We don't want to be naive. We don't want to say that there is no danger. There's never danger. There's no opposition. You said you sent us, you send us out as sheep amongst wolves. Of course there's danger. But we pray, Father, for great grace from you to not fear. You told us, do not fear them. Do not fear them. Father, we thank you. I think of the spies who were called to see the land, the promised land, and it was filled with promise, filled with opportunity, filled with milk and honey, filled with all that these people who had been slaves, all that they needed. And yet it wasn't, it, there were obstacles. Of course there will be. Father, I, I believe every good effort we will ever make in this life to do anything good will always have opposition. We live in a world where there's, there's just, there's, there is evil, there is sin. Any good effort will always be met with some opposition. Any, any effort to help or serve or love will be met with opposition. Help us to be courageous. People who fix our eyes on our God, who overcome the temptation to be governed by our fears or the obstacles, and instead we're driven by the commands of God and the promises of God as we believe that God Almighty has our back. And we thank you that you do. We thank you that we don't go forward on our own. You have promised, I am with you. You've given us the Holy Spirit who's with us. Jesus, when you gave us the Great Commission, you said, lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. The great men and women of the scripture, they were people of faith who realized that God was with them. And we thank you that you're with us. Oh, Father, we confess our own timidity. We, sometimes it's, it's, it's not the danger of, will I be 
crucified or beheaded or jailed for you. Sometimes, Lord, it's just the fear that I'll be rejected or mocked or ridiculed or, or won't look good. Father, deliver us from the fear of man. It's a trap. It's a snare. You, you accept us. You, you embrace us. You, you have called us your brother, Jesus. You have made us your very own. Help us today to see that men, men will betray us. Men are fickle, but you are faithful. And I pray, Father, that we be faithful to you. We not deny you before men. We would acknowledge you, confess you always. Give us courage, we pray, that comes from your spirit, that comes from your presence. Help us today in those situations where we're tempted to fear and be intimidated to remember your promises, remember you're with us, and fix our eyes on the living God who's with us always. And for this, we thank you. We give you praise. Fill us with praise today, Lord. Remind us of your presence. Fill us with your joy. This is our strength. Lord, wherever we go today, lead us forward for your glory, we ask, and use us. Lord, here we are. We're just instruments in your hand. We know that we're in a a spiritual battle, a battle of ideas, a battle of what people will believe, who people will believe. Use us, Lord, to be examples of goodness and kindness and love. Help us today to open our mouths when opportunity presents itself. I pray that we not fear. You'll give us the words to say. You'll give us the actions to do. Today, Lord, we trust you, and we pray these things for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. Thanks for being with me today, folks. God bless you. This is what's needed in our day. You might consider passing this video on to anyone who's a leader in your church or in your world, a Christian leader. Um, We're all, boy, we all face fear. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to have an uncompassionate heart or an unfeeling heart. We all face it. But what we need in our day, as always, not just in our day, but as always, we need courage, the, the ability to see danger and act fearlessly. I pray God will give that to our leaders. I pray that God will give that to you. Okay. God bless you. Thanks for joining with me. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, notify, leave a comment. I always like to know who's here. Share this with your friends on your social media or by word of mouth. God bless you. And we will see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.